Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. I just realized my glasses are dirty as hell. Anyway, don't worry, darlings. We are back for season five, and you knew I was going to do that, and you hated I every second. No, I, I didn't see it coming, and just like... No, you did. I, I told you. I, ex- I, ex- I should expect it of you. You should you know? really expect it of you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're seeing it before. Um, let's get to some quick housekeeping. Um, like and subscribe on YouTube. Um... TikTok, Instagram with the handle. TikTok and Instagram, right? TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. TikTok and Instagram with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S C E N E, It Beforecast. And on Twitter, the handle S I B underscore pod. Yeah, that's cool. That's us. That's us. And uh, so, yeah, don't worry, darling, this week. We uh, got some uh, things to talk about with that movie. There's a lot of controversy around that movie and everything. We're going to get into all that stuff. Um, Anthony, you want to preview for this? Uh, I, I just, I just want to get to the controversy stuff and like the mo- the actual movie is not the main talking point that the main takeaway from this podcast that I'm trying to get to. I, I, I'm I more interested in the that. controversy. I'm glad we didn't even plan yeah. this. Like, I just went into a deep dive on the controversy. I'm just yeah. like, oh shit, you want to talk about that too? Okay. Well, we're gonna talk about the movie too, but like most of this whole story is yeah, to do with the behind the scenes stuff. The controversy and whatnot. Anyway, let's just get to it. <laughs> all right. So before we get into all this controversy stuff, two sex scenes. That's it. So we had this thing going on <laughs> when the trailer came out because we they would constantly play this in the theaters. We were like going to see other movies. Yeah. We, like we would count the amount of sex scenes in the trailer. And it turns out, try to guess how many are actually in the movie. Yeah, we're so like we saw like oh, there's one, there's two, there's three, so maybe kind of like two and a half. It's like not really a yeah. It's, it's like a tense moment that really shouldn't be. <laughs> it's sort of like a almost non consensual, but you know, almost yeah. It doesn't quite it doesn't go, go there. there, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, let's start with this controversy. Um, yes. Well, actually, so give me the whole rundown of like things, like from like the inception of the film to like the uh, the <laughs> okay. or like the press press meetings and stuff. Here we go. So it first, I think, started with um, the original actor that uh, was supposed to be Harry Styles' character was Shia LaBeouf. He was originally cast in this movie and kind of left under weird circumstances, um, according to um, Olivia Wilde. It was like, oh, what was it? There's something. It was her, okay. He had it like was, sexual assault allegations to him, right? Yes. And then um, she's like, according to her, she's like, I I stand for women. I don't want <laughs> that in the movie, right? She kind of said um, his process in rehearsing and stuff like that was like a combative type of energy. And she didn't like believe it was right for the performances and everything and ultimately for people to do their best work she wanted like a different kind of environment than he was bringing but on the flip side shia labeouf is like um he's a little confused at her narrative of that he was fired it's that he left he quit walked off um right because the actors and him could not find time to rehearse at all like they had like no time, and it was because of like just conflicting schedules or like just they were on set and they just like um, couldn't. There's rehearse, you know. 
that it didn't really delve. I couldn't really find anything deeper than that. There were text messages and emails released, but I didn't feel like going into all that nonsense. So this sounds like for the first time, like uh, this is like a weird explanation of like what creative differences is, mm-hmm. you know, like Olivia Wilde's like, it's, I mean, I knew it from the, like, everybody knows it's always some sort of like political, like uh thing going on behind the scenes like this person said this this some that it's again he you know? said she said so we it, they're both trying to save face yes i assume exactly. they're both they're both like the bad guys in the situation cuz you know yeah um so then the next piece of that is um well this is kind of like a standard in hollywood about males getting paid more than females so i'm pretty sure this is just like i noticed i don't think this is like specific but like I heard somewhere that Harry Styles got paid like ten million for his role, mm-hmm. and Florence Pugh only got two million as lead right. actress. So that's just like that's that should not be a thing. I don't understand how it works. Pay gap. It's this is like the same thing with um, women's sports versus man, male sports. Um, I th- the NFL or the NBA is such a bigger organization to the WNBA. Yes, and the argument has always been this person this organization brings more money in compared to this other organization where they get paid less. That makes sense to me. Um, but at this rate between Harry Styles and Florence Pugh, I think there's, they're they two of the equal. most, they should at, at least be equal. If not like just like really close to their, because Florence Pugh, like i most women are going to see it for Harry Styles. I think most men are going to see it for Florence Pugh. I think it's right? kind of both. Honestly. And, I mean, yeah, Sep is like, you know, like, like the two hottest people on the planet, right? Yeah. I mean, Harry Styles. Yeah. The women. Guys, yeah. don't go fuck. I think it's just Harry Styles. Just, he's Harry Styles. And then Florence it's Pugh the is like still sort of up and coming of like, a, like she hasn't headlined like a big blockbuster yet. And Harry Styles has headlined multiple tours in his area. So on some level, I understand it, but like, I don't think it should be that big of a gap. You know what I mean? Exactly. Two million to 10 million. Like, come on. Exactly. And then the other thing that I noted or that I read was that, um, Florence Pugh was at the premiere of this movie, but she did not do the interview afterwards. She is not right. promoting this movie whatsoever. I heard there was some controversy, conflict between her and Olivia Wilde. I don't know exactly what that is, but um, apparently there's a story that Florence Pugh was mad at Olivia Wilde, and this is according to a Variety article I read, um, that... Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles were disappearing for long amounts of time. I wonder which, what they were doing. And which could also go to, which wouldn't really make sense with the Shia LaBeouf thing because they couldn't find time to rehearse. Why don't they just rehearse while they were gone? Um, that's a good that's, point. That's a good point there. Apparently the, the difficulties, this was, it was resolved and. Well, between uh, Shia LaBeouf and Olivia Wilde or is he. I don't See, this, this article isn't making much sense to me right now. Um, I, I think it's just an unknown thing of why Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh are kind of I heard combatant. I heard – um, this is all through TikTok, of course, because that's where I get most that, of my news. That's where I'm going to go next, but keep going. <laughs> I saw an old kind of handheld video of Olivia Wilde uh, kind of like criticizing Florence Pugh in whatever movie. Yeah. And then – so my the – theory, like the narrative that the TikTok was trying to – put together was that uh, Florence Pugh found, found this video during filming um, after she was already hired. And she's like, yeah, I don't like this. And then there's a conflict between her and the director. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, she's noticeably absent from all, all the press 
for this movie. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very interesting. I don't... Like, she could blame that on, say, another movie she's working on or something, but she hasn't come out and said any of that. So I don't like, like she's... Well, I mean, I'm, I stand with Florence Pugh on the, on the whole issue. I just like her better compared to Olivia Wilde, and I'm totally fine with being, like, biased, biased in that yeah. opinion. You know? See, I'm not biased either way. Yes, I love Florence Pugh. I don't know too much about Olivia Wilde other than she directed Booksmart, but... I heard it was okay. I didn't. I saw it. It wasn't bad. It. it really wasn't bad. But but so I have nothing against her either. I'm just trying to find out like what's going on with this. Like there's so much controversy and like publicity. But is there such thing as bad publicity for this kind of a movie? Because it's getting people to go see it. That's the thing. Like TikTok, I don't Twitter. Know all these sources giving them free publicity for all these publicity stunts or if it's real, who knows? I mean, but it's too many isolated incidents to seem like it's a campaign, you know, weird outlandish things. The Florence Pugh thing. Yeah. That totally makes sense that there's like some kind of rivalry type thing or whatever. And then Olivia Wilde's coming out and was like, Oh no, I've always loved her. I hired her because she's a great actress, blah, blah, blah. Trying to say face again. I see. I think Olivia Wilde is like kind of the, the enemy in this whole story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's just how it seems Mm -hmm. because that's how it's made to seem publicity. I mean, what she's hooking up with Harry Styles. Yes, exactly. That's another thing that happened. So, there's the whole thing with her divorce from Jason Sudeikis. There's that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, you know, all this publicity which, going by the way, her. Dick move for him to do that. Yeah. But like, we don't know the behind the scenes. She could be awful. Exactly. I'm just saying it's we, a possibility. We don't know anything about this. So like, this is obviously it's all your opinion. And mine is like, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know which way to go. You're so like, I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing with sides. This guy. <laughs> I'm not playing sides, but yeah, the Harry Styles and her are now dating. That's a, the whole thing, which is weird, man. That's like almost as weird as, uh, the Leo. Uh, Kim and Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson think that just seems weird to me. Oh, I'm just gonna you say know? Leo dating anyone under the 25. Oh yeah, Leo dating anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love how that's been like a meme recently. That's just like come <laughs> yeah. up. Like yeah, I knew this for like a while. <laughs> yeah, like oh. anyway. Um, but yeah, but do you think like there's bad publicity for this movie? Like I don't think so. I think it's gonna get more people to see it. I will like, say this. Um, I think people are gonna see it, so they're gonna get their money. But it's gonna be hate watched or memed about because everyone, every every TikTok I see about this movie, uh, it's like it always, <laughs> it's mostly shitting on Harry Styles. Ironically, it was like because he, um, he, people don't think he's a good actor, and I don't think he's horrible. I think he's okay, mm-hmm. you know. After seeing this movie, but like this is like his first chance to like really show mm-hmm. what he can do, and he's. He, I just get Harry Styles. Vibes, we're gonna we're gonna get you know into what I mean? that in just a, a minute. Um, and so, and all, and like all the, like even the teenage girls who are like who used to be One Direction fans are like shitting on him because it's like, oh my god, he's acting. He's, he has an outburst. Like, you know, I didn't see. I didn't think it was that bad, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that's the bad publicity coming back to haunt them, I guess, because they're 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 kind of being programmed to like not like this movie because like well, I'll get into this later, but the main narrative is that this movie's like awful dog shit. And at the end of the day, I think it's okay. Yeah. You know, All right. we'll save it there for now. Continue this after we talk about the movie. Um, so very 1950s esque kind of cinematography slash set oh, design. Right, slash- well, before we get into the movie, I just wanted to 
talk about the uh, the big thing that I thought was like drew me into this whole thing. Okay, uh, Harry Styles apparently spitting on Chris Pine. Oh, I forgot about that shit. There's yeah. more publicity right there. Yeah, and then well, the, the, so the whole thing. I think it was. I think the timeline of events was like Harry Styles not knowing how to conduct an inter- interview. He was like, "It's like you you're watching yourself in a movie." on the screen and it's like it's a movie like i'm not even i'm pretty sure that's like an exact quote and then you just see chris pine it's like the sad affleck thing where like just chris pine's just like staring just dissociating just like staring out into the middle of nowhere just like i can't believe i'm working with this fucking idiot and then uh i think i guess the memes blew up and then harry styles at the premiere uh well he was like he sat next to him and he kind of like leaned over as if it looked like he was kind of like, you know, holding his jacket or something. And he's about to sit down and you, it looks like he spits on Chris Pine, like right, like right between his legs. And then Chris, I know something happened because Chris Pine was like kind of reacting. He's like, Oh, like uh-huh, laugh it off, Chris, like it's cool. And then, so, and then apparently at a concert, he's like, I'm not sure if he was memeing about it, but he's oh, Harry, Harry Styles, Styles yeah. is like, uh, you know, like I drew, I came all this way to spit on Chris Pine or something like that. Uh, so that he could be joking. I, I think it was a joke. Yeah, I don't know. The one angle very much looks like he spits on him, and then the other one, not so much. Not so much, but it could be interpreted that way. You know what I mean? Interesting. I don't know. It's like it's Spitgate. I don't know. Spitgate. <laughs> Spitters or quitters, Danny. <laughs> all right. So, um, okay. 1950s, 1960s esque. Right. So the actual design, movie, set design, movie style, right. cinematography, very fucking good. Um, yeah, that was I like, like the whole the highlight vibe. of this movie is the goddamn cinematography. Uh, the guy that did Requiem for a Dream, Black Swan, Star is Born. He did all his movies as the the DP. So I, uh, I mean, I remember Star is Born specifically had like even the opening was great. Yeah. Um, just the cinema how it was shot. Um. But yeah, this movie has. Uh, I like the wide open, like like especially the top down shot of the entire civilization or city or whatever. Yeah, it was like a spiral looking thing mm-hmm. that was really cool looking, and it really expressed like the kind of like fifties um, kind of um, neighborhood paper houses kind of thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was like, like they're all manufactured houses type yeah. Of thing. Yeah, and maybe alluding to this world is manufactured. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, maybe. Who knows? Um, But yeah, the first kind of instance where we see something is weird is when um, Chris Pine's character, Frank, has a house party, invites everybody over, and uh, one of Alice, Florence Pugh's character, um, her friend, Margaret, yeah, she kind of freaks out a little bit. She's Mm. like, oh, we shouldn't be here or whatever, and then her husband pulls her aside or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, that was weird. Um, and then they all just continue on as if it was nothing. Um, yeah. Then a little later, Alice sees what's going on. She sees Margaret and her husband talking. And Margaret, again, freaks out. She's like, you can't get out of here or something like that or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Um, and then the husband closes the blinds on her. Yeah, she's stuff. like, just fuck off. You know, this is a private this matter. This is not important to you. Yeah. So basically, she's like haunted being by... made out to be crazy. Yeah. So this or is like emotionally unstable, that I'm, kind of thing. I'm pretty sure this joke has already been made, but like you could just call this movie Gaslight the movie. 
Fuck you. I said that in the theater. You did? Yeah. I oh, said that yeah, in the okay. goddamn there we go. theater. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, this movie is just. Or, like, get out, get out for women. Yes. You, know? you said that one. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? it, it kind of is that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, like, as we go along in this movie, we're going to. It starts getting more and more like that. Like, the fucking eggshells. What the fuck was that, first of all? Um, eggshells and the saran wrap thing. Like, what was the whole point of that? I think it was just to show her mental decline. Um, but looking back on it, knowing everything, I think that was just some sort of like, oh, it wouldn't be cool if she like just did this. It made no sense. It like, did, yeah, a lot. Some like things don't make sense. Plot line that makes no sense, and that's the theme of this movie that I'm going to get into a little more later. Um, like then the plane. When Alice sees the plane, where the yeah, what is was that, that? Knowing what we know. <laughs> How does that happen? Because it's a controlled environment. It's a controlled environment. It's Ugh. it's not a glitch in the matrix, or they don't they never ha- or they never explain it later. No, because it looks like it's just like a bubble. Like they went throughout. Yeah, the yeah. There's a little like, like refracting. Little, like, is like yeah. it hits a bubble and then a little reverberating. And yeah, then it's, it crashes and then it's not there. But like she gets up to the top of this. So I'm thinking of like so. I mean, should we spoil it? Like the whole thing is that like it's. Um, so yeah, she's kind it's of. It's a virtual. It's a matrix type world that she's reality. stuck in, right? Yes. Um, we'll get into how she's stuck in that a little later. Yeah, that's that's actually the really fucked up part for me. There, like, kind of gets me like those get out vibes, you know? Yeah. So she's stuck in a simulation, a virtual reality, whatever you want to call it. Um, Created by Frank, Chris Pine's character in the real world. But that's as a virtual that's another thing. weird thing we'll have to get into. Um, so as we go along, Harry Styles, he works for this company called um, The Victory Project. The Victory Project, yes. And they kind of go off during the day. The wives are left home, you know, to clean, cook, care mm. for the men when they're home. The whole 1950s vibe of everything. Mm. And as the days go by, it starts getting more and more apparent that, like, she's like, what do you actually do and stuff like that? Yeah. It's like, everyone's curious. Like what do the men do when they go off to work? And what it turns out to be is that they're exiting the matrix yep. because they can. Yes. Uh, and then they're living their real lives and outside of this. Cannot live their real lives. Right. <laughs> and it's like, that's fucked. Um, yeah. The women are forced into this. Uh, well, not all of them, not all of them, but yes. For the most, for the majority, they don't know what's going on. They don't even know what's happening. They've been hypnotized, kidnapped, uh, whatever, you kidnapped, call it. whatever, placed in this uh, 1950s perfect utopia. Fix. Yes, you know. Yeah, and um, it's the whole the whole theme is is saying how like um, the the arrogance of men to think what a woman wants. Yes, and then. making that happen Mm -hmm. and against their will uh and like so like on paper you can see the gears turning in harry styles's character's brain you'd be like well our relationship sucks i'm fucking doing nothing with my life she's stressed out working 30 hour shifts and we're just not living the life that we want or at least that i want um and so he makes the decision for her where he takes, this is where he takes a wrong turn. He's like, oh, she doesn't like it either. You know? So then she, or then he. He finds out about the Victory Project. 
Yeah, so he's it's subtly but not so subtly being like a like those uh Andrew Tate type people um who are like, you know, or even I I even got like a little Jordan Peterson in there where he's like the 12 rules for yeah. life like live the life you want. He's an online media mogul yeah. or showing giving um confidence to men and showing them how to like how the um, unlock their potential or something, right? right? Yeah, it's kind of like pyramid scheme, right? All, but like for yeah, virtual reality, <laughs> right? So they he can Frank convinces all these guys across the country to there's like seventy two of them. I remember number seventy two couples or something like that. I remember. Oh, that. okay. I remember that. So um, basically, enslave their wives. Yes. To this virtual reality, and um, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really fucked up. And here, where's my other notes here? Um, yeah. So, how do how do we get here? <laughs> like, it it seems like such a jump to go to the virtual reality route. It's like it's something that's kind of been done before. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing groundbreaking that they're doing in this movie. Um, what they're doing is they're mixing Matrix with Fight Club. There's a lot of other movies in some of the reviews I looked at that are kind of referenced. Um, I didn't write them down, but neither were those two. Um, oh, really? I, I just watched a breakdown of Fight Club because it's like, why do men like Fight Club? And it's because um, it's like uh, the, Tyler Durden has a speech in there. He's just like, we're the middle, middle children of, of the world. Yeah. Like, we have no purpose. And that's what I think the core of like Harry Styles is thinking like uh, he's, he's thinking like, I have no purpose. I need to do something about it to make, to get a purpose. So he's listening to this guy, Frank, yeah. who's trying to help him unlock that. And then when the cult leader thing takes place, uh, he's like, Frank's like, all right, kidnap your wife. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. You mm-hmm. know? And then subject her to this enslaved world. Yeah. That she thinks is a utopia. And, you know, so it's, it's almost like ignorance is bliss. If she didn't know, she'd be cool. Yeah. But she found out. She, she broke, found out. She broke the matrix. Right. And, yeah, there's like, so this is the movies. It's Stepford Wives. That is a movie that has been, I've never heard of this movie. But apparently it's very similar to that. Except it's with robots, I'm pretty sure. Like robot clones of these women. I've heard about it. It's uh, I've never seen it, but it's something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then they also do mention this one mentions the Matrix, and then the Truman Show is also in there, which also makes sense. Yeah, we were talking about the Truman Show. This movie is sort of like Truman Show, where it's like it's the whole first act of yeah, you know, of the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. So. And yeah, it also kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Black Mirror type episode. Like yeah, it's got that whole vibe because it's it. got the technology aspect where like the, the mm-hmm. things shit on their eyes and stuff. Yeah, it's. Yeah. So, like, in theory, everything is very cool and, like, a lot of cool aspects in this movie, but nothing too fleshed out. Like, it's all there, but nothing is dove, nothing, like, is dipping, I, dove into. I, I don't yeah. know. No, I know what you mean. It's kind it's, of falls flat. It's half-baked, a, a lot of half-baked ideas not mixed together completely, and then... Uh, it was marketed as the next thing since, or the best thing since sli- sliced bread. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, by oh, Olivia the Wilde. Con- the controversy. Yeah, and then the controversy built it up, and this movie is like, I remember some people were like, oh, it's bad to be memeing about this movie 
because um, it's going to deter people from going to see movies like this. And uh, this movie's like the the savior of like the independent thriller or some shit, which is like I understand the the want for like for like more smaller budget thrillers, adult movies, and stuff. But like you can't be treating because at the end of the day, it's just the movie. You know what I mean? It's not it, you can't go out of the gate saying this is going to be amazing. Yeah, and then. It's because it's never going to live up to the expectations. What is like, I can't think of a single movie that is like been like, this is going to be amazing. And then it was amazing. Everything has always started off low key. And then infinity war. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. It lived, (laughs) it lived up to expectations, but it it didn't exceed them. But like star Wars, breaking bad, uh, other prop I don't know Wait, you say did you just say Breaking Bad didn't live up to expectations no Breaking Bad started off with super low expectations oh. blew the okay. fucking okay. top I'm off like, of everyone wait a minute I'm yeah. like Dan it's like your favorite show what are you talking about no 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 <laughs> yeah it's great yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying but like saying that this movie is gonna be yeah. that it's never gonna be that unless you're Infinity War I guess <laughs> you know what I mean that's like the one exception yeah so I think this movie was Unless doomed from the start. you're a superhero movie that has crossover potential. Yeah. Like Deadpool 3. <laughs> I'm excited for that, yeah. Very excited for Deadpool 3. Um, yeah, so the other thing I had... So, okay, first of all, if, you, if a male dies in that virtual reality, he dies in real life. Because nobody can plug him back in. What about the women? Would they die too? No, because the man can. Because remember, like at least, I'm not sure how every other scenarios, but she's tied down to the bed with yeah. the shit on her eyes. She can't do it herself. Okay. Oh. He's not. <clears throat> so he when he when he uh, wake when she dies in the thing, or oh no, actually no, no, you're right. When she dies in the Matrix, yeah, I think it's she would die too. Yeah. When she wakes up, that's what happened in like the first half hour or whatever when she like when she goes to search for the plane and shit oh. she wakes up she hits the thing then uh harry styles is like oh shit she's up uh plug her back in you know got so it. yeah i imagine uh yeah if she dies she's probably dead you know got it so all right then that also leads to like frank and what's that was a weird thing at the end with him and his wife that was like a kind of like a. So now she, now his wife's like, taking over. It's like I'm not sure. Does she want to run the whole thing? She, it sounds like she wants to run the whole thing because she's like, now it's my turn. Something. Yeah, she. That's another half baked idea. Like, yes, sequel potential, but like, who the fuck wants to watch a sequel of this movie? Like, I, I thought it was half baked at best. This movie is not everything it's cracked up to be. Um, yeah. It's not bad by any means. Like, I'm not gonna buy it though. Exactly. It you know? looks fantastic. The the set design, cinematography, the all the production aspects are really well done. Mm. Most of the acting performances, like you know, I have this written down. Florence Pugh, top tier, fantastic. Oh my god, uh, Chris Pine, great. Mm-hmm. Harry Styles, Harry Styles. He, okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I said so. So he actually wasn't too bad. Like I know you alluded to this a little earlier. Like you didn't hate his performance, but you didn't love it. Like it was still a little goofy. I was see okay, I was under the impression the entire time watching the movie he was supposed to have an American accent. I'm like, "Wow, that's the worst American accent I've ever heard because it sounds kind of wishy-washy back and forth." Yes. But then halfway through the movie the doctor says like, "How do you Brits do blah 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 or whatever?" So he's supposed to be British. And then it also said like when he was creating his account on 
uh, the victory. Right, his nationality. his nationality. He's he chose British. Yeah, so which like, I guarantee was not in the first draft of the script. No, there's no way. No. Harry Styles just couldn't do an American accent like frequently or like hold it for a long time. And then Harry Olivia Wilde's just like, all right, fuck it. That's why he's going in and out in like the anger scenes. It's like, uh, it's weird. It, yeah. it comes off as yeah, crazy, but it also is it's it's goofy. Like yeah. it, it ruins a, a decent anger scene. Like he has some good. He has a really good anger scene with Florence Pugh towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. but it's kind of ruined by the fact that all oh, the other he's had a few other ones in the movie and he's kind of really stupid. So yeah, I, and like the one I think the cringiest scene, and like it's sad when a movie has cringy scenes, you know, because it's like this movie's like you're supposed to take it seriously. Yeah, but when he like takes or when he like gets the uh, the I don't know what you call them the mover men. Like the, the, yeah, the, the red, the red, the red jumpsuit like guys. He's yeah. like to take her away to give her the treatment or whatever to reset her. Oh, uh, he's like just how he says. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. He says it like it's a it's a way too long of a scene in my opinion, and that, I think it ruins it. You know, that's another thing I want to fucking figure out what what do the red suits do? Who are they? Why are they there? I don't know. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're are literally they red shirts. Are they like? What the fuck is this? <laughs> like gatekeepers? I don't know what's going on here. I don't like, know. It's another I, thought point that makes no sense. I think, ironically, this move this movie might work better as like a miniseries. I you see. I, I mean? saw some people talk about that in some of the reviews, and I'm like, because there's a it's it's like a big enough could, world to flesh out, but not enough to like do like five seasons for. You know? Yeah, they could do like a miniseries, like a six, seven, eight episode thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It, that could work because they could dive into the characters a little more. They could dive into the world a little more and maybe the writing wouldn't fall so flat in this movie. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of, yeah, there's just a lot of shit that like, like the kid, um, I know it's like briefly mentioned, but like the kids aren't real. You have, you have different, you have people like, um, bunny who yeah, Olivia Wilde's character. She, she wants to, she signed up for this. So this makes me wonder, does, is Nick Kroll on board with it too? Or like, because that's her husband. Yeah, I don't know. You know? There's another, like... Because she, I guess she lost her thrown, kids. That's thrown in at the end. Like, that, yeah, it's like, oh, I can see my kids. Like, oh, so that's weird. So that's a whole other aspect of, that's like... That's sad as shit, but, like, you know? like, oh, they're real here to me. I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird, but okay. Why yeah. didn't we know about this earlier? Like... But that would be, like, a cool like, kind of, like, mini episode you could yeah. do. Be, like, you know, her kids... Like, like flashback thing? You do, like, a whole episode of, like... Because how... I was, I'm watching Dahmer, and there's a whole episode... Um, explaining uh, this guy named Tony, he's deaf, just from his perspective, then he meets Jeff at a bar. That's a whole episode. So you could do the same thing with Bunny and um, and have her have her kids die in the beginning. She's depressed. She finds Frank. She convinces um, Nick Kroll, I forgot his name, but um, to be, to go into this thing, yeah. you know? And it could comment, you could, you could delve in deeper to the commentary of like some people want to escape their real life so badly, which is like why I think the Sims is such a popular game. I they know. can design uh, a perfect world for themselves, see, you know? Pop- yes. It, it's an escape from life, like a video game. It's just a different type of video game. You can create your whole little world like this and it's good for about two weeks and then I'm done for like eight months. So right. like, that's, it, it's just a, it's a nice little escape to see like it's a vacation. Yeah, exactly. right. A vacation, just something to numb your mind. It's like a racing game or a sports game. It's like just something you can build something out of a team or a person or something like that. It's yeah, 
one of those things. Yeah. The main kind of theme about this is like the, um, you know, I mean, I saw it coming right from the trailer, but the misogyny of men towards women. And it's like, uh, gaslighting women and the the plight of the woman, right? In the yes. same way that Fight Club was a plight of men. Yes. And I think it was just a. It, it wasn't way too heavy handed, but like from to a certain degree, I'm like, I get it. You know, well, I, I I think it was done enough to where you get the point. Oh yeah, I, I got the point. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it was overdone. Like I I I think it's like. If if overdone is like two hundred percent, I think it was like one hundred fifty percent overdone. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. I, I got it. And I'm like you're going a little far with it. But know? again, it was only a two hour movie, so it had it had a good runtime. Like I was interested the whole time in this movie. I'm like, what was going on until the last act? But you know, I mean, mm-hmm. like I was like, how is this working? Like how does this work? How does this work? Like it makes you ask questions, which often makes you think more about the movie, and mm-hmm. that's a good thing in some ways. But in this case, like. Yeah, it just it opens up a lot of doors, doesn't close enough. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a sequel at this point, unless it makes like a shitload of money. It's not gonna because of yeah. the controversy that yeah. would, the, the, which well, is unfortunate. Also could because of the controversy, it'll make a lot of money. People will go see it. You saw our theater; it was like five people in it. Yeah, it was also a Tuesday at four p.m. I guess you're right. Or, or one p- <laughs> one p.m. I it was one p.m. Yeah, Bro. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? It could be a could be a really big blockbuster. I I know that. Um, you know, one of our, our coworkers, he works at a movie theater, and he's like, oh, don't go. He's telling his friend, don't go at this time because it's going to be packed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little weird. I don't see it being a super blockbuster movie. No. But, but like, you know. It made $20 million opening weekend, about, thereabouts. And I don't know how much. Here, let me look what the budget was. Um, yeah, it's, it's a $20 million opening weekend that's not terrible i mean especially for this time of year there's not many big september movies that ever really come out i um, honestly can't gauge like box office openings oh here here's what it was so stuff. made just under 20 million opening weekend budget was 20 million it made back its budget already okay well, that's good so that's that's great that's great for uh, 20 million for that for this movie wow and that's in only the u.s because i just heard the monsters with by rob zombie was 40 million and it like looks like shit well, it was thirty. Okay, so thirty-one million globally. It's already made back half its budget, more than half its budget. So, to make, towards a second movie. Good on so, that. I mean, who knows? We might, you know. I don't know if Florence Pugh will sign up for it. Well, like like we said, Her they, story they could is done, but maybe they could Chris do Pine other things done. in and this world. As Chris Pine isn't done yet. Oh, well, he actually is, but they could do stuff with um, what's her face, Gemma Chan's character. But yeah, like they're teasing that. I just think, um, see how she would run it. This is as like a woman. This is yeah, maybe yeah, could that be a really cool concept? Because um, then you could dive into the theme of like. How, because like, I, I mean, I'm not a woman, but I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk behind like women supporting women. Right. Um, and then there's a lot of people who or a lot of women who shut down that kind of idea. Or maybe what she turns the world into. Maybe it's not this, maybe it's something completely different. Like she, she enslaves men. Well, maybe not even that. Maybe it's just like, uh, well, maybe, but you never know. Like it's, it's always a possibility. And yeah. I'm just, so uh, it also doesn't seem like Olivia Wilde's a sequel type of person. Like she'd make a sequel. She might just make like one offs, but she's only made two movies. So I can't really say that. Um, people like her. 
Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like blown away. Like I was with Jordan Peele. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, this movie has like the kind of, it, it's, it counting its eggs before it, before they hatch. Right. Yeah. With the, you got the cold aspect, you got the, um, I mean the, obviously the thriller aspect where they're kidnapping women. That's like the main point of this movie. But, um, then you got Gemma Chan's character. Then you have like the, the kids disappearing. You have Olivia Wilde's character being, like wanting to go into this. So there's a lot of different stuff you could dive into. A lot of good material just wasn't brought to a certain point to where it would be good, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's like mashed potatoes in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, um, as I've already said my piece on this movie, um, it's it's got a lot of potential, but it just didn't act on any of it. Like and so much left unexplained, which again, good sequel bait, but it wouldn't really make sense when the characters are dead <laughs> or have escaped. Yeah. So in the plane thing, that plane thing was so stupid. Yeah, the plane thing's stupid. It makes no fucking sense in the context of what we know. God. Oh, so yeah. like, answer your question, you know? Like, but I don't know. Maybe she could have seen like numbers in the sky, like the Matrix. So it would look like that. It would be kind of virtual. That would make more sense than a fucking plane. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my gripe with it. I'm going to give this movie a 76. Um, it's again, it's good, not great. Yeah, I'm going to do. I'm going to give it like 78. Yeah. Because I'm like, I I was entertained. I'm not going to buy this. If I had to watch this again, I might. Or I would, but like I'm not gonna be like, oh, don't worry, darling, it's on Netflix or something. I'm not gonna be like, oh, let's watch that, you know? Yeah. So actually, most likely it would be on HBO Max because it's a Warner. Right, it's a Warner Brothers, yeah. Property. Yeah. yeah I'm, then I'm definitely not gonna watch it on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> I only watch Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon on on HBO. And Harley Quinn. I don't watch Harley Quinn. You don't watch Harley Quinn? Everyone says it's really good. I've I, only seen the first season, so it's good. I guess I, I'll watch I, it. I, I don't it. Know. But anyway, um, speaking of things we're watching right now, you talked about Dahmer. Yeah, I'm watching Dahmer right now. I, I'm on episode seven. Um, I'm going to watch the rest of my plane when I go to San Diego this week. Um, and I am loving it. But there's also some controversy around it, like where the, um, <laughs> the real families and everything didn't get notified. But they don't have to since they're technically adults. So, like, it's a... Oh, that's kind of a... And they didn't get paid for either, which also is kind of... Ooh. Like, they're not painting them in a bad picture i don't think but it's making them relive all these memories and they didn't yeah. know anything about it the trauma like, that could be brought up yeah, from I, something like that see, i get that but then i'm also like this show is pretty fucking good <laughs> no it's great it's a really and a rare w for ryan murphy because as people who know me i hate him yeah he didn't direct it or anything or write yeah. it he just created it but and now they have this other, you know, how Netflix does the actual documentary things. Like they're doing a confessions thing now with Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. Joel Berlinger. Um, so he's the one. Oh, he's the guy who did the the other one. Yeah, the uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? The other uh, serial killer, Ted Bundy one, right? Yeah, Bundy. Yeah. yeah, he did that. I think he did John Wayne Gacy as well. Um, oh, I saw the advertisement for that one too. Yeah, so he's he's doing all those now, and I'm, I'm like, oh, they're doing like a a. A real life confessions one, and then like a dramatized version, which I I, I like that idea that they're going with with these shows. Mm. And so far, most of them have been really good. Like the Ted Bundy one was awesome. I think this one's a little better so far, but I haven't gotten to the end yet, so I can't say that. Yeah, um, I thought you were going to bring up the uh, um, 
what's his name? Tracy Ed, Edwards, Edmonds, someone, the one who, the guy who gets him caught, the la, his last potential victim. Oh, I don't remember his name. The yeah. guy right in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, he apparently has just been arrested for killing a homeless man. Really? 20 years later to the date, or to the day. 30. Oh, 30? 91. I was 91. Yeah, so re- super close yeah. in the time period. And like, while this, this thing is happening in, in the pop culture, huh. it's just really weird. Huh. Yeah. How about that? The family thing, though, is, that's really shitty. Uh, I, I think the studio should pay them you, some sort of revenue acknowledge something like you know or like donate to their i, I assume they, they have donations yeah. for charity and causes and stuff yeah or well like the one woman who spoke up like she's older now she's not okay with it but like she understands but the other families who went through this they knew nothing about it either and she's just kind of speaking up for them so yeah it makes sense a little fucked up, in it my a opinion. Fu- a little fucked up. Uh, I'm also watching House of the Dragon. Also watching Andor. Andor, which, we, yeah, the episode came out as a filming. This episode came out today. I don't think we're out of time like to watch half, it. I watched like half of it. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't even start it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're watching that one, too. I am... Digging it. Currently a fan of Andor. I'm very surprised. Because yeah. uh, as anyone who's watched this podcast, I've, uh, I've been down on pretty much every Disney, uh, Star, Disney Star Wars Except property. Rogue One. Rogue One? I agree. Is the best Disney. Looking back, I so when that movie came out um, in 2016, I didn't want to love it as much as I did um, because I'm like, oh, I love Force Awakens so much, and it was, yeah, it, at the time it was kind of like a yeah. it was kind of a battle between the yeah. like the solo stories and the seat in the trilogy, right? So I'm like, yes. oh, I'm putting my money on the trilogy because how could they fuck that up? Little did I know. How little did you know? Last Jedi was right around the corner. Yeah. Um. That, yeah. I, I remember. I remember literally being like, "Oh, Ryan Johnson. He has like he's so fucking. I love Looper. I love Brick. Oh, we, this is gonna be great. A, an intellectual version of Star Wars. That's gonna be interesting. Now we're kind of getting that now with Andor, though. Like, we're yeah, getting, we're getting like, like the, the, I like the the slow burn. The slow burn, and it's down to this. Uh, individual like worker level of star wars it's not like the the skywalker family or like the, the sith the jedi it's the normal people we're seeing different things and in this episode that you're going to see they actually go to a familiar planet uh, i'm not going to say which one but it's uh it's cool to see it again um, they mentioned wobani uh in the last episode mm-hmm. um which was an anagram for obi-wan if you didn't know <laughs> yeah right yeah so i maybe that one but if it's fucking tattooing again i'm gonna be pissed I said when we haven't seen in a long time, Danny. Okay, cool. <laughs> is, it Hoth? is it Hoth? I'm excited for Hoth. No, but it's been in the trailers. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Y- you can probably guess from there. Um, so, yeah, I love an Andor. Love in House of the Dragon. Uh, the new, the latest time jump. The last episode was a little fast-paced. There's a lot you got to cram in there. Uh, but overall, my experience of watching the show week to week, I mean, I'm genuinely excited to watch it every week. And that's something I can't say for... Any other show, really? I mean, Andor, I can wait a little bit on, but honestly, I'm still watching it. She Hulk has been that show for me right now. I'm excited to watch yeah. every episode I, so far. I know you haven't given it. a chance. I just yet. haven't given it a chance, and everyone at work says I should definitely give it a shot. But I'm like, ah, the Megan the Stallion thing and the fucking. Just don't think about it. <laughs> I didn't like. It's a post-credit scene. Like it's not even anything. I know. Great. It's just it's sad where that we've gotten to that point. Where we're introducing a real life celebrity to to twerk with an anim with the with this horribly CGI'd I, you can't excuse the CGI. 
in certain scenes, yes, it's kind of campy and kind of, you know, uncanny valley. But most of it, for the most part, is really good on the CGI of She-Hulk. So, okay. especially for a TV show, most of it's very well done. I've especially just, I've just seen some things where it's, it's like, oh, uh, you, you don't know what it's like to be this angry because I get catcalled. And you're talking to Bruce fucking Banner. Okay. Who lost his life to this fucking gamma disease, tried to kill himself fucking banished himself to another planet for you. You know what I mean? How even though they have the same blood, they still have different um, ways of how this affects them. And I guess, hey, she doesn't fine. She, <laughs> hey, they they spend time on it though. So I mean, like, it's not like it's just like a a snap like that. Like, the snap? I mean, it kind of it kind of is. But Do they involve the snap at all in the show? Or, like, any repercussions for it? Honestly, not really. I think this is the first show that doesn't really acknowledge the snap or anything so far, which is fine, honestly. We've gotten enough of that in Phase 4. I don't know. I, I would still like to see, like, a like a regular story about, like, revolving around the snap. Well, considering we getting, I don't think we're getting that. <laughs> no, because they want to move on. They want to, like, forget. It messes up the timeline really, like, a, a lot. And they're introducing multiverse. We're on to this new story. we got Werewolf yeah. by Night coming next. I don't even know what that's about. What is that? It's like it's directed by Michael Giacchino, so I'm really excited about that. Okay, we'll um, see if he has any directing chops. Apparently, apparently, as of filming today, it has 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. So, how many reviews? Do you know? Ten. Ten. Okay. But hey, <laughs> it's not that's not bad considering. That's um, that's pretty good. You know? And it's it's very different. It's kind of like a, a horror type deal. Uh, it's gonna be like 50 minutes. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all black and white. It looks kind of like a murder mystery type thing and i'm kind of excited for that i'm more excited for secret invasion if i'm being honest well, that's phase five we're not there yet i'm so excited for that i and am then, too they were talking marvel secret invasion is my number one i had no hope for that and then Dude. the trailer's like what the fuck this well, is crazy awesome you're, you know? also very, you're also kind of excited for wakanda forever don't lie okay yes <laughs> it's hard to explain that one <laughs> because obviously chadwick boseman died uh production has been literal hell for this movie mm-hmm. Uh, but the trailer looked fucking awesome. Like I keep saying, the first trailer, yeah, the first trailer. Should I think it deserves some sort of award? If there are, are there trailer <laughs> awards for anything like big ones, because like it definitely deserves something. Because like that movie or that trailer gets me hyped for the movie, even knowing everything I know about the behind the scenes production of it. And there's also a rumor out there that it's gonna be like the longest solo movie in the MCU. So like not, not longest non Avengers movie. So like okay, longer than Eternals. So like by two minutes, but it's saying two hours 40 right now. It's saying, and that kind of makes sense, honestly, because they got to deal with the death of Chadwick Boseman and everything. Yeah. I bet you the whole first hour is just dealing with black or T'Challa's death or something. I, I'd say probably half hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, I wonder when they're going to introduce Namor, who's going to be the black Panther. Is it, is it going to be hey, Shuri? We, is it going to be some new person? Are they going to recast him? What are they going to do? You know, is it? Yeah. There's so many options. It could be, we're not going to get into that. We don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, but that's the rest of Phase 4. So, uh, And then technically the Guardians holiday special, which I'm kind of low-key excited for. <laughs> um, I, heard, I, I heard that that the cast think that's the best um, James Gunn thing he's ever done. I'm excited. So I'm that. like, okay. Yeah, but hey, Guardians 3 ain't done yet. It ain't done yet. I'm excited um, for that one, too. I'm so excited for that one. Anyway, we, we got to stop talking about Marvel here. Because um, we can talk about Marvel all day. Um, but yeah, so that's it for us. We're seen it before. You can find us on Instagram and uh, TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S C E N E, It Beforecast. Give us a like and follow on YouTube and 
We're also available on Twitter, SIB underscore pod. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. You can find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Wass. My letterboxed and serialized, because I'm doing TV now, um, at also at DJ Wass. And uh, my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wass. And the CG is probably gone, but whatever. So, yeah. That was uh, Don't Worry Darling. So Don't worry, darlings. We're back for season five. Not going anywhere. I'm making that joke twice, baby. Twice. See you guys next time. Ah!